Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast, my friends. I'm your host, Brecklin. Before we start, if you guys would not mind hopping onto the Apple Podcast app and leaving me a quick review if you have been enjoying the podcast, that would mean a lot to me. Um, it's super easy. It helps me a lot. I also appreciate so much if you guys would send this podcast to a pal, share it on your story if you're an Instagram person, and that's all. Thanks, guys. What if that was like the end of the podcast? But this week, I feel like I have kind of finally been rallying after a few days down. I won't lie. I feel like in every episode that I've released, granted there are only like four, I have talked about how cold it is and how I'm being strong and making it through January and doing all of my cozy things. But I have to admit that on Monday this week, I kind of just gave up. I did. I was just done with January and I will not say that I shed a few tears, but I also will not say that I did not. So you are in the same boat, don't worry. If you were waiting for 5 p.m. every day so that you can go home and put on the baggiest sweats you own or eat hot soup while you cry in the tub, you're not alone. I'm here with you. But that being said, after my little down day of being sad that it was January, not April, I rallied. So part of the reason I was able to rally was because I knew that we are almost done with January and moving on to February honestly was enough to boost me up. We made it. It is freaking February. So pat yourself on the back, treat yourself. We made it. I was thinking about what to do this episode on and I was thinking about kind of my past week and knowing that I was not the only one feeling like this and what I need, what we all need, just a good old dose of feel good. So that is what this episode is going to be. We are just going to sit here in our cozy socks, wrapped up in our coat on a walk, we're just going to forget about everything we worry about for a while and just chat about happy things because that just seems to be the move for this week. I decided to ask you guys what is making you happy lately. So after our segment, we'll jump right into those. And then to kind of top off this happy episode, I wanted to talk about something that I've been thinking a lot about and it's abundance mindset. So we're going to kick back today, come out feeling good. I'm so glad you guys are here with me for this. So I want something I've been wanting lately and I need help with this. So reach out if you're a pro, but I want to be a better thrifter. Like I feel like for some reason thrifting has come back in, which I'm all here for it, but I also don't really know how to go about it. I feel like when I was like in high school and like junior high, thrifting was not cool. Like you didn't, you weren't like, oh my gosh, look at this jacket that I got from a thrift shop. Like you were like, guess where I got this? Aeropostale, yours too? Crazy. But it's come back in. Here's the thing. I'm a little bit germaphobic about thrift stores in general, which makes no sense because I know they wash the clothes, then I wash the clothes before I wear them, but I'm still a little spooked. But I, here's the thing. I feel like my time has come, okay? It's come to venture out. I'm going to try to thrift something. So stay tuned for that and eat. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What have I not been eating lately? That is the real question. I kind of feel bad. Like, I wonder if you guys expected that this segment would be like a really gourmet situation. And I hope to have some of that, especially considering what I do for a living. But honestly, I have really been trying to simplify my life. So a lot of these are super simple lately. I've been getting a real kick out of chocolate chicks lately. They're my new fave. In my heyday in college, when I was at my creative peak, I would buy one box of chocolate chicks and one box of vanilla checks and eat them together with almond milk. 
and that was immaculate. So college kids, there's your new dinner for the next seven days. I feel like the possibilities are endless with flavored checks, though. Like, flavored Cheerios, eh, I can't do it. But flavored checks, like, you could do bomb, like, muddy buddies with them. They're really good. Like, I'll put them over yogurt. I have this coconut yogurt, chocolate checks on top. Ooh, baby. They're the perfect movie-eating treat. And they don't seem to have enough sugar to, like, keep me up if I'm eating them late at night. I don't know what is happening to me, but I feel like I'm actually starting to be that person that's like, oh, sorry, I'd love to have a late night cookie, but I have to get my eight hours tonight. I really am becoming that person. It's wild. So, a watch. I've really been feeling like a really educated, you know, really distinguished woman lately. So, my watches have been of the absolute highest quality. I've been watching some classics like Ice Age. I love me some good the Sid the Sloth action. Side note, when I was young and like wooing Trenton, I told him that my spirit animal was probably Sid the Sloth because what else would I tell a boy to get him to fall in love with me? Lucky for me, he'd never seen Ice Age or like couldn't remember enough to know that if a girl tells you that her spirit animal is Sid the Sloth, you might want to reconsider. But by the time we actually got around to watching it and I was snuggled up to him saying all of Sid's lines and Like a really attractive voice like, they left without me. They do this every year. It was really too late for him to back out. He was stuck with me. Although he did say that he was a little bit worried until he realized what a catch set actually would be. So just some other incredible and classics I've been indulging in are Emperor's New Groove, Sword in the Stone, lots of good old things from my childhood. I really didn't know how much of who I am today was determined by the shows I watched as a kid, but now that I'm an adult and I go back and watch the shows I watched every afternoon at four when I was eight, I finally understand why I am the way that I am and where my weird sense of humor comes from, which I feel like this would be the funnest podcast episode. Like all of the movies that like in our formative years are influencing us as adults now. A read. I started a new book. I'm super excited to get into it. It's by one of my favorite authors. It's called Lincoln Highway. It's by Amor Tolls. He is the author of one of my favorite books ever called A Gentleman in Moscow. So I'm super excited to get into it. He's the kind of author that when you read his stuff, you just feel good. Like reading his writing, his writing is so beautiful and so crafted that it feels almost luxurious to read. And I know you probably don't trust me after that Sid the Sloth impression, but give him a try. You'll see what I mean. Okay, time to jump in today's to today's episode. I asked you guys what is currently making you happy, and I have a list of some things that are making me happy. So let's get started. One thing making me happy currently, and not surprisingly, are these, they're kind of like a butter yellow sweatpants that I got from Bohm. They're actually, they're kind of like, they're cute sweats, which has an entirely different effect than when you're wearing ratty sweats. This is when I feel like I should insert the girls who get it, get it, and the girls who don't, don't. But cute sweats have the effect of making me feel so put together, like lounge cute, like effortlessly relaxed. Trust me, it can be an elusive combo. I've been there. I've missed the mark before, but they have these super deep pockets. They have elastic on the ankles so that I can tuck fuzzy socks into them. 
I've just been living in them. They're my pride and joy. I call them my nice pants, which Trenton thinks is hilarious, but he's also started calling his favorite sweatpants nice pants, so I feel like I'm coming out on top in this situation. Okay, one of you said that something making you happy is your bathtub. I could not resonate with anything more. I love my bathtub. I love my bath salts. I love the whole experience. If you are an anti-bather, the only thing I have to say to you is that one bad bath should not an anti-bather make. Okay? If you've had a bad experience having a bath, try again. Light a candle, turn on some music, grab a book. The more baths I take, the more I'm amazed at what can truly be accomplished while I sit in a container of hot water. I'm not going for my master's, but if I did, I'm convinced I could write an incredible thesis from my bathtub. It's just such an inspirational place. My sister literally got me a bath pillow for Christmas. A bath pillow. It has literal suction cups that suction onto the side of the tub. It's waterproof. I'll stop there before I start losing friends, but yes, I'm with you on the bath thing. Okay, one of you said that something that's making you happy is watercolor painting. And this just sounds lovely. I love art, but there is something so calming about watercolor especially. I love it. Even just playing with the colors and the water is so peaceful. So here, here's our goal. Everyone treat yourself to a little watercolor moment sometime this week. Anytime I do take time to watercolor, I find myself suddenly romanticizing my life to the extreme. And in my mind, I'm just this mysterious, beautiful artist who just paints and listens to classical music and, and thinks deep, calm thoughts all day instead of a girl who wears faded tie-dye pajama shirts until 1 p.m. every day and has a really good imitation of Sip the Sloth. It's really not that good. That probably wasn't my best. Maybe I'll take that out. Maybe I won't. But another thing making me really happy lately is nostalgic music. I don't know if your parents were like this or if anyone had this experience. I know Trenton did. But when I was younger, my dad would burn CDs from me from our iTunes library, like make a little, like a compilation of songs that he loved that he wanted me to have or songs that were important to us and he'd date it and give it to me as like a little present. I want to go through and recreate those songs that I listened to with him because whenever I hear one, I just want to fall to my knees and cry my eyes out, but in a happy way. So we loved Billy Joel, Dan Fogelberg, lots of John Denver, Carol King, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Bee Gees. Oh, so good. Someone said that their little family is making them happy. And honestly, they win. They summed it up best. I happen to have taken pictures of this little family, and it is pretty much the cutest little family. I always keep these anonymous, but if you guys could see this little family, you'd die, and it would make you happy too. Okay, another thing someone said was making them happy is walking around listening to really good music. I've covered the music part, but honestly, thank heavens for music in this world. But I just want everyone to know, walking is where it's at, truly. Over the past few months, uh, more like the past year or two, I've kind of been training on and off for half marathons, which was fun. It was a goal of mine made it happen but the training was so much that I always was just going for runs and now I'm kind of taking a break from all of that and it has been so nice to go for walks just because I can it's so zen it gets my blood pumping and then when you're done it's so fun to come inside and just be all toasty it's just so satisfying I look forward to my walk and my podcast every day not my podcast I mean sometimes when I'm feeling brave I'll listen to my own podcast while I walk but usually it's other people's podcasts 
So everyone go out, go on a walk, do it for me. Someone said that Sweet Magnolia season two is coming out and that's what's keeping them going. I have not seen this, so that will be adding to my list immediately. There is nothing better. We just need to talk about this for a second. If you have not hopped on the show's bandwagon, there is nothing better than the feeling of knowing that a show that you're obsessed with is dropping a new season. It is Christmas. It's magic. It is different than a movie, I promise. So someone else said that they're also loving the show All Creatures Great and Small, and I have seen some of this. It's Darling, some BBC. Another thing that I thought of that has been making me happy is just the fact that there are such things as holidays. I live for holidays. I'm super excited for Valentine's Day. You can always catch me writing a treasure hunt under the pen name Lucky the Leprechaun come March. I love Easter and all of those fun little holidays. Guys, they're rounding the corner. We're going to make it. I don't know if I love them so much because they're less pressure packed than like Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I love me some weird holidays. One of you said that growth is making you super happy. First of all, this person sounds like they might be deeper than me because usually cheese is on the top of my very happy list. But when I stop to think about it, growth is so gratifying, especially because I feel like when you're growing, it's not always pleasant, it's uncomfortable, but then when you see that it's like worth it, you're like changing as a person, that does feel really good. So I'm happy for you. Someone also said that they got a job at a law firm, which is incredible. I'm happy for you. I happen to know this girl super well. No one deserves it more than she does. So time to get into abundance mindset. I wanted to end with a little motivation, a little bit of solid stuff. So I've actually been reading up a little bit on abundance mindset so I can do it justice. Here's how Forbes defines it, our good friend Forbes. An abundance mindset refers to the paradigm that there is plenty out there for everybody. Another way of looking at this phenomenon is in terms of a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mindset. So break it down. There's abundance mindset and then there's scarcity mindset. And growing up, here's the interesting thing. Growing up, I always considered myself an optimist. But as an adult, I've been realizing that there were so many things in my life that I have been approaching with a scarcity mindset. So here's kind of an example that's super simple, kind of run of the mill. So if I'm at an event and there are, say, like cookies that are my favorite kind of cookies lately, that would be chocolate marshmallow cookie. I'll link them in the show notes. But if I'm in a scarcity mindset, I'll be thinking thoughts like, oh my gosh, like I love those cookies. I hope that they don't run out before I get a chance to have them. I wonder if I should take more than one because I rarely get those cookies and I love them so much. So it's often based in stress and a feeling of lack, like there's not enough. I use food because I feel like this was the first example that I was able to understand clearly right off the bat, probably just because I'm fluid in cookie talk. But in the same situation with an abundance mindset, you might see those cookies that you love and think to yourself, oh, like, I'm, I'm so glad there are those cookies that I like. Like, that's fun. There will be plenty for me. If for some reason they get eaten before I get a chance to have one, it's not a big deal. Like, I can always acquire them another way. I can make them or buy them or whatever. So it's basically just a lot calmer response. It's kind of coming from a belief that there will always be enough for everyone that there is an abundance in your life. And the reason that I went on, wanted to go into it today is that I just feel like, what a happy thought. Like, how great is that? So there are a lot of ways that you can use abundance mindset in your life. Um, some of the ways that I've been kind of focusing on it is money. 
um, but you can also do relationships, um, your business endeavors, truly anything. I feel like one of the most helpful things to do when you're trying to grasp the concept is to hear different affirmations. So I looked some up to share that I really like. Um, And as far as like affirmations, if you don't know, it's basically just like lines that you can say. A lot of people do it to themselves in the mirror. That's not really my flavor. I don't, eh, I just don't feel, I don't do it like that. So here are some things that I've tried to incorporate almost like in my daily conversations or like when I'm writing in my journal or I don't know, like as I talk to Trenton about things. Um, So I found, this is for money. So for money, I found it is easy and natural for me to be prosperous and successful or all the resources I need are within me or I am wealthy in more ways than one. So I don't know. I just, some of the ways that I've tried to feel an abundance mindset around money in my own life is things like I can afford to give to people that need it. Like I have enough abundance to share or there have been times where I've been tempted to start stressing about money or maybe to not buy something that I actually need. Maybe that's for my business or for something that Trenton and I need. And we've started saying things to each other like there will always be enough money for what we need. Like we're smart with money. We spend our money well. As opposed to when I'm leaning into a scarcity mindset, I'll think thoughts like, how will we ever afford this? Or there will never be enough for what we need. Or, you know, what if we run out of money? And then I find that I actually make worse decisions when I feel like this. I freeze up. Any kind of creativity that I might need for ways to be resourceful or ways to save or ways to make more money, they just kind of all get frozen up in this lack mindset. Um for relationships, I found these affirmations. I attract loving and positive people into my life. I am worthy of what I desire. There is always enough love to go around. Um, And I know that these sound so cheesy. And like I said, I'm not the person who is like saying these into a mirror every morning with a smile on my face because that's just, it's not my flavor. But when I have used them in more natural ways, like in conversations or just kind of running them through my head, I feel like things are just better. You know what I mean? Like one thing in my life that I worry about is having enough control. I'm kind of a control freak. I like my schedule to go just how I planned it. Um, I like to have all of the details for something before I begin. Um, So like lately I've been thinking thoughts like, um, what if I don't have enough energy or time to do this amount of work when I need to? Or what if I start to feel like I'm losing control? What if I'm sad and stressed all the time? So abundance mindset has kind of come into play helping me say things like there will always be the space that I need to take breaks or rest or you always had the option to readjust your schedule or to adapt to a situation that works better for you. So is that kind of making sense? Literally when I learned this I was like okay like it just it kind of seems like a life hack. So I'm sharing it not that I'm an expert but here's like a couple other things like examples like I found that when I have like a new shirt or something that I'm afraid to wear Like, why am I afraid to wear it? I've realized it'll be like a scarcity mindset. I'll be thinking, okay, like this is a new shirt. What if I get it dirty? What if it shrinks in the wash? What if I like, and then I like put it off and I don't end up wearing this great shirt that I was like so excited to buy. So that's like, I don't know, another reason that I've been thinking about any like scarcity mindset. It's another way that I've seen scarcity mindset play into my life. You know, I could just say, oh, like I love the shirt, you know, let's say it tears, let's say it gets dirty. There will always be enough for me to get another one if I love it and it's, if, it's, if it's worth it to me. Um, 
The thing about getting into the habit of living in an abundance mindset is that I feel like the more you can do it, the more abundance comes to you just because of the way you're living and the thoughts you're thinking and the decisions you're making. So I do feel like it's helped me build an awareness of what actually is and that I have like much more control over situations than I might think. I do think it's so cool how much more like creative and optimistic and just calm I feel when I'm able to like tap into feeling aware of how much abundance I have. In simplified terms, I feel like it's just an exercise in being grateful for what you have in more of like an action oriented way. Anyway, I've really enjoyed learning about it. I hope that it like made sense. Maybe I'll like link a couple articles that I've read. So today was a little bit all over the place, guys, but I hope that this was like a positive feel good episode for all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Here is a teaser for the next episode. Be on the lookout for the next week's episode. It will be a super fun Valentine's episode that I've been dying to record for forever because I love Valentine's Day. We're going to be talking all things love, all of that good stuff. So I will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.